Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Alrighty, folks, as promised, you're going to love this lady, Leah the Trader on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Make sure you look for the blue checks. As promised in video number two, we're going to talk about the eight trading psychologies that we all get wrong. Leah, this is a thread you have pinned on Twitter, so thank you for doing that. Uh, why don't you talk about kind of the framework of this, and then let's just go through all eight. Yes, let's do it. So... As someone who was around psychology, I really feel it's important people understand that this will, if they don't pay attention to psychology, they will not be successful in investing and trading. So there are some principles that I created and I want to talk about because I want people to make money. More people are happy with money, the world will be better. So first one is, you know, people don't like the reality. They do not like to look at who they are because Mm. we have our ego that doesn't allow us to look at our weaknesses. Uh, We always want to win. Not many people actually can accept that they failed. And accepting your weaknesses and actually analyzing your weaknesses is hard for many people. And it's scary. It requires some deep work. But if you really don't sit down with yourself and look at your trades and understand why you suck, you will not succeed. So it's very important, really. Sit down, look why you took this trade and write down your emotions. What was leading you to click the button? Mm. Is it because you're impatient? Is it because you were greedy? Is it because you were desperate or were you tired? And I mm. think that's extremely important to know your flaws in order to improve them. So just be real <laughs> with yeah, yourself. I, I love this one because I do a lot of real estate investing, right? That's what mm-hmm. I do. And I've been, over the last couple of years, it's been tough, right? Hot buyer's market, bidding wars. Now prices high, rates high, all of this stuff. So I think there's two things that happen kind of real estate in this area. One, you just admit defeat without even trying. Like, I can't do it. Yeah. No, you can't. There's 4 million, 5 million people that do it freaking every year. What are you talking about? You can't do it. You right. got to do the work. It's hard. It takes longer than before, but it's certainly possible. So many people give up without even trying. And then the second one is some people in my world, they have money and it's like burning a hole in their pocket. They're like, Michael, I've been looking for seven days. I've been looking for 30 days. I've been looking for 50 days and I can't find anything. I'm going to buy something just so I learn. Are you kidding me? What? Why Why are we really? We're going to buy something to lose money? I mean, I get it. It's, it's wild to think about. It's fascinating you're in this industry because I'm just looking to buy a place for my parents who want to move to Miami and, and retire. And it's been such an ordeal here. Oh my gosh. But <laughs> I'm not giving up. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. Oh, there's just something about Florida, South Beach, Miami. Um, I expect there to be some deals kind of in the winter, right? When it all cools down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but just keep doing the work. You know, it cools that. down literally. It needs to yes. cool down. <laughs> literally. <Stop>. Yeah. <laughs> all, all right. What do you got for number two? Number two, limit how much you are willing to lose. Oh. It's funny sentence because I'm willing to lose nothing. You need to lose money in the trading. If, if you expect you will never lose, then you don't trade because it's impossible. It's irrational. But just like people buy stocks 
with thinking about how much they are going to make, but they never think how much they can lose. And then they are completely paralyzed and shocked how much they can actually lose. So I always <laughs> yeah. say, you know what, set a number that is comfortable for you and your portfolio. I wouldn't risk more than one to 2% on a trade. People confuse this. They think one to 2% just to put this money into the trade. No, you can put $100,000 into trade and only risk 1,000, right? Right. If you have $100,000 portfolio, you don't want to risk more than $2,000 on one trade. Because if you do lose $2,000 on each trade, you can only take 50 trades and you're done with your money. Mm. So that's that's what I say. Like losing $50 or $100 for some is okay. Losing $2,000 is, is a disaster. And remember, right. if you lose $2,000, you're going to have to work so much harder to make this money back. So yeah, just set the realistic number and use it as your stop loss. Use this price to count how many shares you buy. And you yeah, know the problem, the, yeah. I was going to say that's the beauty of trading, right? Because you can't put on that yeah. stop loss. Once you get into a real estate transaction, you can't. Not as easy, right? Yeah. You have selling costs, you have this, you have emotion. Yeah. But yeah, uh, stocks, learn it, learn the psychology, understand yeah. stops. This, that is a big disaster of mine when I took seven grand, made it into 200, and then lost 160. Because yeah. I didn't use stops. And it just I had the ooh. same thing. Same thing, Good. my dear. I think everyone successful, every successful trader I talked to, they lost everything at some point. Me, 2020, made half million dollars, 2021 lost half million dollars. So <laughs> great. Yeah. Dejan, you know, what can I say? But this the, the problem there is 99% of traders, when they lose this money, even when they lose more than they, they should, they freak out. Yeah. They, paralyze themselves they are traumatized and they will never touch the markets ever again and that is really sad 12 years 12 years didn't touch the market so i i yeah. am that person you just talked about so thank you for that i <laughs> yeah yeah psychology works even when you're an old guy like me it oh, does that's so funny all right how about number three trading is like like, like life you want to okay. focus what is in front of your eyes mm. and not making up stories and biases and should have could have Oh. And this is super important because when I see people trading or investing, they oftentimes are making decisions based on what they think is going to happen because of their bias and yeah. what they believe in, but not what they see in front of their eyes. And the same is in life. We are making these stories in our head instead of facts. Look at the data, look at the chart, look at the price action and trade mm. it, you know, nice. and I think it could be so simple and people just cannot focus on the present right. because they're so biased. I actually have a question on that one because uh, mm -hmm. obviously you're in social media, you're, you're, you have a lot of influence, but you also see others. I don't know how to say this other than to say it. Doom cells. A lot of people are just doomers and they just doom to doom. And that attracts a lot of natural biases. And I don't think a lot of people recognize that the algorithms, like we always blame, blame the algorithm. How like, do you focus on cutting out doomers from your life and blocking them if they happen to get into your feed? Because I don't think that's helpful if you're trying to stay present uh, to have these outside forces that are, are not there to help you. They're just, you know, there to spew doom. There are so many people on Twitter and, and Instagram, mainly Twitter, they are just focusing on negatives and freaking out people because it makes them money and gives them more following. Yep. I had a great mentor in investing, which I'm thankful for. And he told me, if you're going to read the analysts reports, Seeking Alpha and Twitter, you're never going to make money because... Twitter is showing us the negative and the freaking out posts. And if you are not mentally stable, you're going to be making decisions based on some whatever someone just pooped out that day. 
and it's not good. So for people, they get affected easily. I would even suggest to not follow these people and just focus. Right. The market is designed to go up. Yeah. Exactly. Unless we have a nuclear war and the whole entire world is down, the U.S. stock market goes up 75% of time. So at some point it will go up. And if you have money you want to invest every month, just do it and don't listen to anyone. Do your own due diligence. Don't buy just yes. stocks because someone posts it. That's yes. the perfect way to lose money. And I can guarantee you one thing. If this person posts it and you lose money, they will not pay you back. No, exactly. They're not going to pay you yeah. back. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. That, and that's a big thing about real estate. There's, There's been this people that I now call the crash bros who mm -hmm. frankly are renters in their, you know, they rent from their mom's basement or their failed yeah. mortgage brokers. Yeah. And all they do is preach fear every day. They're not yeah. in the game. They're not doing the work. They're not writing offers and they own nothing. Why the hell do people listen to that? It's, it's wild. I tell you one quick thing, which you might appreciate. Okay. I bought my 14 apartments in Germany. Okay. Do you think that one time I was buying the apartments, I looked at interest rates. I looked at the macro. I didn't give a damn. I found house that was inexpensive. I liked it. I looked, of course, I wouldn't buy just the cheap shit house. I looked at the technical structure, the roof, the windows, the electrical was fine. It had cosmetic errors. It was burned from like a little fire that I just needed to paint it and build a new stairway. And that was it. A cheap renovation. But I wouldn't care about interest rates. Yeah. Because I put my numbers on the paper. I said, okay, if I have this house, I'm going to be making this money and it's going to give me passive income. And I will be, you know, that was my decision points. Like, I don't care. In the, you know, and people are focusing too much on this and hoping, oh, it's going to go down. Yeah. yeah. But when interest rates go down, you know what's going to happen with the prices. They're going to go again high. So just buy what you need. And I agree that right now, many times it's cheaper to rent than own, sadly. It's it's sure. true in cities for sure. Like New York being always like that. Miami is also like that. And that's why you need to do more work. You really need to venture out to neighborhoods that are not as gentrified and you, you want to venture out and maybe again buy distressed real estate and do some work nothing is easy i might have to do it with for my parents because otherwise i will be paying double the money than renting them yeah. a place but i want them to have their own place you know good for you i love that well let's go to number four what is number four number four one second i've opened it since my brain is not at 100 percent always <laughs> put your ego aside yes thank you put your ego aside exactly you know a lot of people have very strong ego and the market will humble them. So in market, you know, you will be wrong maybe 50% of the time. You need to get used to losing and being wrong and just being humble about it and moving on fast and say, you know, I was wrong. That's it. It's the best way. When I started trading and I would be going, I was going to lose on a trade. I literally was crying. I was so absolutely uncomfortable with that. And then when I lose, I don't even feel it. I'm like, okay, it's like done. Next one. It's fine. I have the stop loss. I get stopped out because I always lose one risk unit on a trade and I will make two free on, on a winning trade. So it's fine. You know, as long as you're making money yeah. and you I, have I to get this, used to this. I love the idea of swing training, the way you've put it together, because in theory, you can be wrong 50% of the time and still make money, right? Yes. The stop loss protects yeah. the low end and the, and the winners, you let them run that more, more than makes up for uh, yeah. the losers. Yeah. And that's the, that's the point of trading. If people don't get this, if they don't have stop losses, if you lose two, three hours on a trade, you will have to make two, three trades or two, three hour trade. 
uh, just to make the money back, just to break even. If you lose 50% of your money, you have to make 100% to have the money back. People don't get this. Exactly. And that's really hard path back. So yeah, put your ego aside, have the stop loss. Don't care if you get stopped out. Next one. Next one. Next up. I like it. What do you got like, for number five? Like It's like dating in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> next, you're, the, you're out, out, speed dating. Oh, next one. <laughs> Trade in a balanced mental state. Why balance? Because neither too happy, neither too sad is good. On Friday, I did really shitty job trading. I actually didn't even trade because I was way too happy. I slept nine hours natural sleep. I woke up. I felt like I'm going to rule the world. I was like, yes. And I was like, I am not good to trade. I'm too excited, too high from life. I'm not wow. going to make good decisions. I'm going to think that I can win every trade. And I just was too excited and it wasn't good. If I'm too sad, again, like it's almost this like, self-fulfilling prophecy if you're mm -hmm. too upset and sad you almost want to get into bad trade so you can confirm that you're having a shitty day and lose money on top of <laughs> I'm that i'm gonna lose money and validate it's a shitty day subconscious every time i'm tired and sad and i take a trade i always lose i said yeah of course the last thing i needed is to lose <laughs> so now i'm just like nope oh. slept less than five six hours no trading for me i might look at the market because i have all my money in the market i manage five portfolios so i might look and, and maybe sell some options with a strict mm. criteria that i don't change but taking right. a day trade or, or getting into positions on days like this nope no not for you i love that <laughs> we did skip number five number five is trade what makes sense for your portfolio and personality okay. yes What's that one about that's what I'm telling to people, you know, again, a lot of people want to look at Twitter and the mm. process is, oh my God, these guys are making five, 600% on zero DTEs. I hate zero day expiration options. I never traded them. I tried once. I died. It doesn't work <laughs> with my personality. I don't care. And I can guarantee you that I'm making more money with just pure shares that I love to trade than these guys with their zero DTEs. It just yeah. doesn't work with me. I cannot trade yeah. something moving that fast that the probability of success is very low. Like they lose money probably 80, 90% of time. But then when the 10% they hit, they make the money back. Doesn't work for me. I do not want to lose. I want to lose 50% of time because I don't yeah. want to lose more than that. So I trade shares. I don't like it. But some people love it. They love the casino. Maybe yeah. they have smaller accounts. Good for them. They can do it. It doesn't work right. for me. I would rather trade five shares with small account then I should share, trade this because I'm, I get panic attack from this. Yeah, I, so know yeah. yourself, trade what makes sense for you and your personality. So you are actually happy when you're doing things, not stressed. I have a question kind of leaning on this and kind of what Warren Buffett tells the average investor, right? Only, <laughs> only buy companies that you know and trust that you really um, like or use. Do you kind of follow that as well? Or are you kind of like, hey, I'm going to look at a chart. I don't really even need to know what they do. I'm going to, I'm going to trade on the chart. In trading, I don't care what they do. In investing, I do care what they do. Okay. But uh, in investing, I need to know the financials. I need to know everything about the company. It's a different animal. I need to follow the earnings reports. In trading, I honestly don't know half of the company companies <laughs> I trade what they do, and I don't care because yeah. it's a technical trading, news-based trading, earnings trading uh, yeah. after earnings when you have a huge gap. So that's that's the point. And yeah. When it comes to this, you you know, a lot of people say, I buy the stock because it's in my city. Just because it's in your city and it's close to your house doesn't mean the company is doing well. Or I buy the stock because I use it. Just because you use it doesn't mean the company is doing well. So I, dis I don't think that that should be the, the investment decision. 
Okay. Again, you know, so uh, psychologically, yes, people do it, but is it a good decision for investing? No, I don't think so. <laughs> how, about, how about price points? Do you do you avoid stocks over a certain price or under a certain price? Or again, it's the chart. It's always the chart. I don't trade penny stocks. I try to trade stocks that are highly liquid, that I don't have okay. to be stuck in a position of huge bid and ask spread. Mm -hmm. uh, I try to trade stocks at least five or ten dollars in price and uh, up to whatever. I don't care. I even was trading booking, which is over three thousand dollars a share. Um, okay. It's truly I, I had it actually. I was uh, investing. That was in my investing portfolio. Uh, I'm out of that one now. Uh, what I focus more when I invest is the valuation. Like I like to buy, like I sold NVIDIA. I know people say you're crazy, never sell your NVIDIA, but look, my money is not limited. And I found NVIDIA just got so overvalued at some point that I sold it and I will invest the money to something that's more undervalued, you know? So Makes that's sense. that's how I invest. Uh, and usually I get out of positions with covered calls. If I get called away, then I'm out. Now I have covered calls on Amazon 160 by August. If we get there, I get out. If not... I will sell more of covered calls. So that's how I roll. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Well, let's get to it. We got two more. I got number seven. Yes. Have a plan. I really tell people to have a plan. And I know everyone is saying that. Everyone is like stressing it out. People might be sick and tired of it. But what it really means, have a plan, is to know when you're taking a trade. Like some people just look at the chart and they like click buy. How many shares are you going to buy? Where yeah. are you getting out? Where are you getting out with loss and with profit? Okay, so you need to know that first before you buy the shares. Because again, if you just YOLO 500 shares and your stop loss is $3, that means you're going to lose 1500 bucks. If that's not your plan and you, you are only allowed to lose $500, then you bought too many shares. And then if the stock goes against you, you're going to freak out. You might even lose more and then you're going to have a right. really hard time to make the money back. So before the trade, always know where you want to look at the chart where you want to get in, where you want to get out, how many shares you can buy, and then you get in. The limit sell with profit, I kind of play with it when I trade because it depends on the overall market, depends on the VIX. I'm looking at multiple things when I'm in the trade. When it comes to swing trade, I have a rule where I approximately want it to get, but what I want doesn't matter because the market is like, yeah, dream. <laughs> dream girl. That's all you I will, got. I will mess up your plan. But when I'm up four, five, six percent in two days or seven percent, that, that that a lot of the swing trades I take are actually up seven, eight percent in a day or two days. You know, they're moving fast because I love to really focus on breakouts. I get out. I, I, I'm I just like, come on. Some people don't make 8% in a year. I'm up 8% on this investment and investment in a matter of two, three days. I'm out. Maybe I leave like 20% of the shares just for a rally. Nice. I like it. Yeah. I, I think having a plan is even important in real estate. A lot of people, uh, especially the last couple of years, got excited about the buy, but yeah. didn't realize it's the exit, right? Are you going to, is it a flip? Is it a wholesale? Are you buy and hold? Is it a burr where you're going to flip the financing? Airbnb. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. people that overpaid for Airbnb. Now it's going against them. Yeah. You know, you, you got You got to have a plan. You know, in real estate, multiple exits is always better than one. So you know I, what's I amazing with this? What you're saying is like a lot of people turn their day trades into investments, which is really <laughs> exactly awesome. I lost. So I'm the same thing it. is with real estate. A lot of people buy a house for uh, for uh, Airbnb, and then yep. they end up living there because they can't rent it. You don't buy real estate where you want to live. The yeah. same way as you buy the, the ones that you want to rent. Like it's completely different. Like Absolutely. where I live right now, I'm super happy. My place went up 100% in two years. Mm. Would I rent it? Uh, would I have a hard time because it's my home. Right. But 
if I want an Airbnb, I would probably buy it in a different location, different building, which also I wouldn't want to maybe live there because right. I have different requirements. So yeah, you're right. People need to have a plan with everything in life. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to yeah. that. Well, let's bring us home with the final one. Number eight. Number eight, be patient. And that, I mean, look, trading life, business, growth, real estate. I'm super impatient. I have to tell you, that's my worst weakness. I'm impatient with investments. I'm impatient with people. I'm impatient and I'm working on myself really hard and I know it. And I think that when it comes to trading, if you don't see a setup in the morning, you want to trade because there is none. Wait, sometimes the market changes. It's from choppy to trending and 11 a.m. Maybe there is a beautiful reversal. Just sit still and be patient. And the same with investments. Investor that is impatient will be a horrible investor because we need time for investments. Yeah. So I'm curious about one thing going on. Uh, obviously, Jerome Powell in the Fed, they've been, doing, they've been raising rates, 525 basis points. Yeah. There's talk about a raise in September, you know, all of these things going forward. Do you take the time, like when Jerome Powell speaks, do you actually watch the press conference or you just like read the summary later? I'm in pain. I was, oh, I want to die or have a drink, but I listen to him because he's just such a mumble jumble. And all the time he tells us the same thing and it's yeah. just really boring. He's like, he can win the contest of most boring speaker in the world, but I do listen to it. But it's look, I feel like in the last two years, every single time he didn't tell us anything new, like we expected this. We knew this is going to happen. People didn't act on it too much. You know, a lot of people yeah. are surprised. September is historically horrible month and I'm ready for it. I've been trading for four years and every single year, September, end of August, the market just tanks five or 10%. Look at the charts. Mm. And it usually tanks again in early October. And then from then it, it recovers and it rallies. It's Santa rally pretty much starts in October, I think, mm. you know, okay. and it goes. And, and there are a lot of, lot of companies that are historically, I mean, look, it's not, set in the stone but these things work at some point you know so i would not be surprised if we have a dip in september again maybe it starts a little bit earlier but i'm ready always have some cash on the side if you're a trader or investor you always want to have some cash and now we are thankful because we are getting 4.55 percent on our cash so yeah yeah why not it's easier to wait right you're yeah. like great um, i'm yeah, making, no problem I'm Exactly. So, yeah. So I think I watch it. Definitely. Probably okay. we're going to have a dip. The market was rolling like crazy. It would be totally healthy to have five or 10 percent dip on in the market. I'm not going to freak out. I'm ready for every weather like an insurance yeah. agent. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, you put out a lot of great stuff on Twitter. You obviously have Instagram and YouTube. How would people look you up and find you? I'm on uh, Twitter, Leah the Trader with a blue check mark. I'm on Instagram, Leah.d.trader with a blue check mark. And I'm on YouTube where I uh, have over 150, 200 videos. I don't remember. I'm posting one or two videos a week where I show my trades, where I show my thinking. Now I started talking about dating for traders and wow. stuff like that. So it's it's pretty fun. It's growing. So there you yeah. go. Find well, do me us there. a favor, folks. <laughs> Give her a follow. Send her a note. Tell her you, that you came from one rental at a time so she knows her time this Sunday morning was worthwhile. Leah, thank you so much.